You're all going to die down here. podcast with myself Andrew Goodrich and wonderful co-host Miss Ivy Braden what up and today we have special guest Charles Barnes what's going on yeah um a little bit of housekeeping real quick before we begin the episode um the post dates in the past have usually been on Wednesday I'm going to change those to Monday so y'all can start your week with us Maybe if you're having a shitty case of the Mondays, we can uh, we can brighten it up for about an hour. Um, so that's that real quick. So uh, what are we covering this time, Miss Ivy? Okay. So um, if you listened to the last episode, you would uh, know that uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties and lost a whole episode. Um, and uh, we decided to uh, recreate that episode um because it was it, it was good it it had um it was a a netflix inspired <laughs> yeah i'm 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 going to be titling this netflix rabbit hole yeah because this is basically what happened <laughs> yeah um so we we were just like i mean we like true crime stuff anyway so netflix kind of you know helps with that suggested um, things yeah um and actually, if you believe it or not, um, Andy didn't know about Chris Watts. I, yeah, I had no idea about this dude. Okay. Um, and this is fairly recent, so, I mean, in the past two years. So, it, it's not really, like, outrageous. I mean, and it happened in Colorado, so. What was the title of this Netflix presentation? <sighs> um, uh, Ivy Googles it. Ivy Googles everything. Um, It's like an American... American Family Murder or something like that. Yeah, it's it, it's on Netflix. I'm looking up on Netflix because you know. Yeah, she's she's I gonna find the title, life. but it's um, both of the subjects today we'll be covering um. Oh, American Murder of the Family Next Door. There you go. I should have had that. Um, it's it's on Netflix. It's really great. Um, tells the whole story and one of the it has like actual video footage from like body cams. Like, yeah, one of one of the really unique um points about this story is that social media was a thing for this like a lot of the stuff that we cover is like past stuff and of course you've got eyewitness accounts on police reports and blah, blah, blah. but this has like legitimate video social media postings um it was it was really you really do get the full story because there's so much media um and not like news media like the, the physical media like like i just said you know posts and all that stuff so um it, it's really worth watching uh, if you listen to us, because I assume if you listen to us, you're into you know true crime and stuff. So um, it's definitely worth not, a watch. What are you doing? Yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? Um, I know you're not here for my goose because they're not that great. Uh, but you know, it's 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 a really cool story. Um, Ivy, hit it up. All right. Wait, real quick, Charles, have you heard about this? You haven't heard about this guy, yeah? I have not heard of. The people we'll be talking about today. Fantastic. So we'll get legitimate uh, reactions. Fun. Okay. All right. Um, so if you have watched it or you've heard about it, um, I'm sorry. This guy's a... <laughs> <laughs> um, when I say, like, you know, like the eye for an eye thing, like people talk about, like, this guy deserves that. Oh, yeah. I mean, so... Sorry. People calling me. <laughs> um... I know, he's so popular. I really should have put my phone on silent before we did this, but... Yeah, yellow. Phone interruption. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, American Murder, Family Next Door. Um, go on Netflix, watch it if you are interested in what we have to say about it. Um, but anyway, so uh, if you're not familiar with it, this happened in Frederick, Colorado, August 13th, 2018. Um, so Chris Watts, he's this... Uh, this dude, he works in the oil fields. This bloke. <laughs> this bloke. Um, he he works in the oil fields in Colorado, and oil's a big thing in Colorado. I don't know if y'all know this, but it really yeah, is. Very much so. Yeah. Um, um. To note, he's um he's like a 
a, a repair engineer or something of that sort. He's not he, he's not like a roughneck in the sense of he's you know rolling pipe and shit. He he deals with a lot of the the standalone equipment. Well, I mean, from when from all the 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 work sites and the stuff that they describe, it, it sounds like he's not a pipe slinger. He's he's doing like well, he you know could be roughnecking it. Who knows? I mean, he could be, but it doesn't sound like it either way. Um, but he works with the oil fields and all that yeah. fun stuff. Um, so you know, he's out and about. Um, so he is married to or yeah, he's married to Shanann. Um, Shanann, right? Yeah, it's Shanann. It looks like it should be Shannon, but they call her Shanann. So Shanann. Um, and they have two little girls, um, four-year-old Bella and three-year-old Celeste. Um, now what happened was, is that, um, Christopher here. Yeah, this, this fucking winner. Um, he, um, kills all three of them. Yep. Just. It's the, the, it it is kind of, a a almost like a pre-written plot, though. He starts having an affair decides he well, doesn't want his life anymore it, so. and and just the brief overview yeah. but it, it does sound like someone wrote it yeah so chris and uh shanann uh they uh they met in north carolina you know right across the border from us oh boy um got married in mecklenburg county which is you know charlotte if you don't know that <laughs> yes no why would well, you i mean we have international listeners so yeah they probably don't know that charlotte north carolina um, <laughs> Anyway, um, so they got married in 2012, so they met in 2010, got married in 2012. You know, res- I, I don't know, respectable amount of time. Yeah. Um, so then um, in 2013, they had their first daughter, Bella Marie. She was born in December. Um, and then in 2015, they had their little girl, Celeste Catherine, who they nicknamed Cece. Cece! Um, they purchased a five-bedroom home in Colorado. Um, in 2013, and then declared bankruptcy because you know that's what you do. do. Um, so uh, Chris was employed by Anadarko Petroleum. Anadarko, A N A D A R K O. Anadarko. Anadarko. We're on a darko. Either way. Uh, whatever. Doesn't really matter. Um. So and then um, Shanann um did like online like. She sold a uh, Thrive. It's yeah, a yeah. like a vitamin patch. Yeah. Type of thing. So obviously, she, her social media was yeah. You have to very if you're very doing present. Any sort of like uh, what is it? Mainline selling? Mainline. Uh, I don't know. That's called. I don't social. Anyway, media. basically, you have to be always on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter promoting yeah. your product, or you're not going to sell. Or you're not going to be successful. Um. So yeah. Um. So uh, how this all came about because. Um, Shanann was actually out of town the before she was murdered. So she came back home at like one forty eight a.m. on August thirteenth. Way um, early. Way too early. Way yeah. Too well, early. she's coming from a business trip. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, side note: if you didn't know, Shanann was fifteen weeks pregnant when she was murdered. Yeah, that's so. kind of an important note for the story. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes into it. Um. So. <clears throat> She was driven home by her her colleague that she was on the business trip with. Um, Chris was at home with the girls because obviously somebody had to be at home. Yeah. Um, and uh, and um, so the reason why like they knew something like it's actually Shanann's best friend, right? That yeah. noticed that she was gone. Yes. Right. Okay. If you watch the documentary, like. This is the bitch you want on your side, okay? <laughs> like, she that is right the, or die. Exactly. She is the one that you want, like, if something seems amiss, because she was like, That ain't fuck? right. That ain't right. This ain't okay. Yeah. She was like, She missed her OB appointment. Her girl's car seats are still in her car. Like, she would not go anywhere without those girls. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Let me tell you something about Shanann. This ain't Shanann. Uh, I know Shanann. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this is, um, this girl, her name's Nicole, so, Nicole. Nikki knows your name. <laughs> Nikki, um, Nikki. <laughs> she, she's good. She's good. But anyway, like, um, she, she's like, hey, like, she's not returning my text messages, calls, nothing. Like, I can't get a hold of her. Like, where the fuck is she? There's an ish. Um, We've got an ish. And then, so, uh, Nicole went over to the Watts' home at around noon, um, and she couldn't get a hold of her there, obviously. Um, so 
Nicole called Chris, which, you know, Chris already knew. Dude. Dude. Where's your wife, dude? Um, I'm concerned. So, um, they called, like, they called the, the police department. An officer arrived to conduct a welfare check. Yep. At around 1.40. So, this is about an hour and a half after Nicole was at, got to their house. Um, Chris gave the, the police um, authorization to check the house. Yeah, and there there's um, segments of video from the body cams of the, the officers on the documentary on this. Um, and this guy, this guy gets the goddamn daytime Emmy. Like, holy shit. I don't even think so. Like, cause even, like, his neighbors noticed he was being sketchy. He's, he's being sketchy, but if you don't know the man, I mean, he's he appears to be trying to be helpful as fuck. Yeah. Um, so... The um when they search the house they find Shanann's purse with her phone and keys. So obviously like where's homegirl going without her phone and keys and yeah. her purse like Yeah, and what well, I mean didn't they find her wallet too? Yeah. Um well it had her purse, so yeah. Yeah, so pretty much like every means that that this woman need. could leave yeah. was left. Um her car um that had the girls car seats was still in the garage. And then lo and behold Chris finds her wedding ring on their bed. Yeah. So it makes right. it look like it's very And the girls' blankets she, are still yeah. there. And These he, are things that Chris he, observed. He he makes it very dramatic. Um but, you know. She um, left her wedding ring. No. So the FBI and uh the Colorado Bureau of Investigations get involved because obviously like there's three missing people at this point. Yeah. Technically four if you count the the baby. Um Well in, in court it did. Yeah. <laughs> The next day on August 14th, so they, they joined the next day, which probably pretty standard, I yeah. would imagine. I mean, um, see. Well, it's got to go up the chain, and then it's got to, you know, they got to send people out and all that fun shit. So. Yeah. You see this um, on NCIS, yes? So Not the same bureau, but same yeah. process. So Chris initially told police he had no idea where, where the girls were at, where Shanann was at. I've got no idea. That he hadn't seen. They've done R-U-N-N-O-F-T. They, um, um, he hadn't seen his wife or kids since 5.15 that morning when he, like, the 13th, when he went yes. to work. Um, he gave interviews to all these news stations begging for their safe return. That's what I'm saying. Like, daytime Emmy for this dude. Um. Like, went out of his way. I mean, if you watch the documentary, though, like, one of the neighbors had, like, um. A CCTV camera. Yeah. And, um, like, they were watching it, and they watched, like, Chris back into his garage, which looked f- fishy, but they didn't say it looked fishy, because Chris was there watching it with them, you know? Yeah. And, um, like, after Chris had, like, walked out of the room, the neighbor was like, he's acting weird as fuck, basically. Like, he didn't say weird as fuck. But yeah, and saying, like, like, he parked his truck yeah. in a way that he never parks his truck, and... And, and he's acting all dodgy and sketchy, and he never talks to anyone, like, he, and he was being very, very vocal, which... I mean, in the same time, though, like, if he was acting that way, like, it would make sense because, like, maybe he's concerned about his missing wife and children, you would think. Yeah, but at the, at the time of the discrepancies in the video, none of this was a thing yet. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, like, okay, case blows wide open because Chris um, decides to agree to a uh, polygraph test. Oh, yeah. So Don't ever do a polygraph. Anybody listening, don't ever do a fucking polygraph. Never, never. Yeah. Um. It's not that, I mean, it's, it's okay, easily Okay, first skewed. of all, we're going to go down this rabbit hole for just a minute because I've got to get up on my soapbox real quick. A polygraph is a subjective test where it measures your normal body functions and variances in this in order to tell if you are lying or not. And the polygrapher has to read the little lines and, and what your body's doing and say, oh, they're being evasive, this, that, and the other, right? Yes. It's it's a moderately kind of okay tool. It's a very, very archaic system. Like, I'm, I'm talking like having an Atari in, in the days of Xbox Series X. Like, it's an antique. Yeah, and it's not reli- It's not always reliable. Like, well, it it's not admissible in court because of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just face it. Like, for someone like me, I have severe anxiety. Like, 
I mean, you could look at me funny and my heart rate's going to escalate. You know, yeah, like, you, you, you would come back either evasive or inconclusive. Yeah, And exactly. you could be telling the truth the entire time. Exactly. So, you know, but anyway, like, it was very obvious, like, you know, he knew something. He yeah, he was, he was like, being evasive or, or just straight out lying. So he, he failed the polygraph test. The cop came back in and was like, listen, dude, you know you failed. Why don't you just tell us what's happening? Like, just tell us what, 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 what went on. Where's, like, where's, where's Shannon at? Just, yeah. just tell where, us where, where Shannon girls. is. Um, so he's like, he's still being ev- evasive towards the cops. And he's like, I want to see my dad. So the cops let his dad in this interrogation room. Okay. Yep. Which is highly unusual, I think. Right? No, I mean, if... It's, I guess it, it's a way to get him talking. Yeah, and well, and it's all being recorded. Yeah. Well, so they don't true. physically need to be in the room. I don't know. I think it's a little unorthodox. It's not because out, he could have told. Well, I mean, when I get to that story, well, he could have told the same story to the cops, though. You know, like, right? I mean, yeah. He could have broken down and done that, but anyway, so he gets his dad in there, right? He's a, like, he basically says that he he t- tells his dad that he wanted to. He told Shanann that he wanted to file for divorce um, and that she went into this flying rage and then uh, suffocated the girls. And he found out that she killed, he, she killed the girls and then he killed her because he was so upset that she killed them. Um, so, yeah. That's what he tells his dad happened. Yeah. In a very emotional uh, little breakdown on the CCTV camera at the police station. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I um, think so, I've seen like bits and pieces on YouTube of this story. Yeah, you she have. had drove like an F one fifty, and the CCTV caught him taking like weird shaped bags into the back of the truck. I don't know if I don't. He know was if loading CCTV things onto him. the truck. Yeah, I don't know if it like they could see what the what it was. Yeah, they did seem like loading the truck though. So you probably did see something about yeah. it. And he was driving a. F one fifty, like I don't know if it was an F one fifty, but it was it was a a work truck. Yeah, you know, so with the um, toolbox and all that bullshit on it. So he said that he, um, like after that, he strangled Shanann when he found out he killed two little girls. She killed she killed the two little girls. I'm using air quotes, y'all. Air quotes. And uh, (laughs) transported the bodies to a remote oil storage site where he had worked before. He did work on the site. So. But it was the the site that's that's in the the documentary. It's it's a storage area and a pump basically. It's not yeah. it's not like a whole thing. It's not a derrick. Yeah. So obviously he got fired from his job on the fifteenth, um, when he was arrested. Yes. And uh, they found the bodies of Shanann and the two girls on August sixteenth, which by the way is my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Fun. Um, anyway. Here's where it gets fucked up, though. This is where I start getting mad. Okay, so, the, we're, per, I'm not 100% sure, like, if the, the little girls were still alive, but at some point, like, the girls were alive and were saying, Daddy, no, please stop. What One girl was saying that as the other one was being killed. Yeah. Suffocated. Yeah. And then, on top of that, like. Like, how you could continue with whatever fucking action yeah. you're doing when you're two or what is it, two or five-year-old, whichever one? Oh, they were... Uh, um, two and three? Five and three, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, as your three or five-year-old is like, Daddy, no. Like, no. Like, you're a fucking monster. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But the worst part is, is like, he buried his wife yeah, and then put in a the, grave and then put, put the, the girls in the fucking oil storage drum. Yeah, he drops them in the storage, the oil storage drum. Like a multiple story high thing, like goes to the top and just drops his daughter's bodies in this fucking shit like it's trash. Like what type of fucking human being, like, God. You would think he would at least put them all together to kind of, even though it's no. still messed up, just put them all together. Yeah, like show respect to your goddamn children. Yeah, like you exactly. bear your wife, but not your kids. What I the fuck? I think he was expecting to get away with it a lot longer than what he did. Well, I would expect he was expecting to get away with it. Period. Um. Yeah. yeah that's kind of usually the idea. Yeah, I mean, it is, but it's like anyway. So. Um, August 21st, he got charged with five counts of first-degree murder. Five. Thief! One, two, three, four, five! 
um, including an additional one count um, per child cited as death of a child who had not yet, yet attained 12 years of age and the defendant was in a position of trust. Um, he was charged with unlawful termination of a pregnancy and three counts of tampering with a deceased human body. Yep. Um, obviously, he was denied bail at his first court appearance, which goes to figure. Um, at a later hearing, he got a bail set of $5 million. Yeah, boy. And then he, he had to be required to put down 15% to be released. And if you are wondering what 15% of $5 million is... It's like fifty thousand dollars. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, there. Uh, yeah, that. I don't math good. Yeah, we we can tell. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um. Let's see. So yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know the story continues. Um. Yeah. So. Um. And so, an interview with Dr. Phil Watts's lawyer claimed that he confessed to killing Shanann after an argument regarding divorce. During the murder, Bella walked in. He then told her that Shanann was sick. He loaded Shanann's body and the girls without their car seats into the back seat of his work truck. Later, he smothered them one after the other with a blanket. Yeah. So that's what happened. That's so what they actually were happened. all still alive. Well, no, Shanann was dead. Yeah, he killed He killed Shanann at the house. Yeah. But he killed the kids after putting the kids in the same car with Shanann's body to ride to an undisclosed air or, or, or an unknown area and then smothered them. So they took an entire watched, car ride with their mother's corpse. And then one of them watched their sister die. Yeah. 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 Um, so Did fucking, he ever get bailed, though? Oh, hell no. Um, so Watts pleaded guilty to the murders of his wife and children on November 6th. Um... The death penalty was not put on the table by the district attorney because Shanann's family did not wish for any further deaths. Um, Still bullshit. You should have fried that motherfucker. I, I mean, yeah. Um, on November 19th, he was sentenced to five life sentences, three consecutive and two concurrent, without the possibility of parole. Um... And then he received an additional 48 years for unlawful termination of Shanann's pregnancy and 36 years for three charges of tampering with um, a deceased body. Yeah, they stuck him with every charge they could. Um, he had his bail revoked and then got immediately remanded to custody, which obviously. Ha ha. Um, so on December 3rd, he was moved to an out-of-state location because of security concerns. Duh. Should have just let him beat the shit out of them. They really should have. So, as of December 5th, 2018, he's at a maximum security prison in Wisconsin, and he's serving his life sentences there. Forever. For fucking ever. Forever. My thing, though, is why are you going to move him? Because you can easily still find out what someone did. I mean, yeah, well, it's a high-profile case. Um, But I think... I don't know. It's kind of like... Um, it was probably more of a local concern. Like, there were probably people in that prison that knew, you know, Shanann or Shanann's friends or... You know what I mean? Yeah, so... Damn it, man. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, yeah, a little bit. I had a... We had a mic die, so. Yeah. Charles's mic. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, so, I, I want to, like. So, um, real quick, before we go further into this, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, make that Mooney and get an ad real quick. Okay, and we are back. Sorry about that. Got to make that money somehow. Um, the pittance of money that that we make off of anything anymore. Um. So, talking about monsters and you know harming children and whatnot, like. Oh yeah, the next guy is. is well, no, one no, of my no, favorite I wanna, fucking monsters. I want to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Let's go down this rabbit hole. Okay. So, recently, I don't. 
I don't know how, how many of you keep up with current events. Um, but, you know, federal executions got restarted, even in the time of COVID. <laughs> Go fucking figure. Well, I, COVID's not really the issue. The, no, it is the it, issue. Oh, well. A lot of the issue. Well, I mean, it's not the complete issue, but. Um, I was going to say the lame duck scenario, there shouldn't be any federal executions when there's a transition between presidents. Well, yeah, but there's been more federal executions since, like, now in this current administration than there has been in. I mean, somebody could correct me if I'm wrong. I can't disagree with that, though. So, like, well, I mean, here's the we, thing. We've though. gone down the the subject of capital punishment. There like, has been, I am very pro capital punishment, and I have my reservations. Um, there's too many people on. There's too many people that are proven innocent years later. It's just. Well, and and, and I'm we, not saying that they've been put to death. I'm saying like there's been so many recent people being released out of jail after DNA evidence or new evidence comes to light and these people have served 30, 40 years of their lives in prison and they didn't do the crime. So, and then on top of that, like, um, there was, um, an execution recently. This kid was 19 years old when he was involved in the murders of two Texas youth ministers, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, he didn't actually kill either one of them. Hands of one, hands of all type of thing, or what? What was the scenario I, there? I think it was a, it was a accessory after the fact, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, he was probably like a getaway driver or something um, like that. Anyway, he's nineteen years old. You know, and I'm not saying his mistake wasn't a catastrophic mistake. Like he he shouldn't have been involved in the situation at all. Anyway, he was nineteen years old, got sentenced to death. Um, and he was executed last week. A jury of your peers said that you should die. Obviously, your involvement was enough, and that's not a simple mistake. That's some shit that that just your moral compass would guide you away from. Well, Like, don't fucking kill people. It's a pretty simple fucking rule. Well, again, he didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, but I mean, even if you're involved with it, don't, don't, just don't. I'm not saying you should be involved with this shit, but at the same time, like, I don't think he should have been executed. Well. Point like, period. Somebody wants to call and yell at me for that, you go right on ahead. The Fear No Evil Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that email address is the Fear No Evil Podcast at gmail.com. Send us that hate. I I I relish in the hate. Um but anyway Also um, if you have any suggestions for topics or, you know, just general comments, please send those as well. But make sure you address the hate to me. Yeah. So, um which brings us to um Lisa Montgomery. Yes, this is this is the one that you randomly fucking brought up in the car the other day. And I was like, holy shit, the baby stealer. Okay, so. Listen to this shit. Okay, so back in 2004, um, Lisa Montgomery, um, this bit, she's on federal death row, and she's actually scheduled to be executed next month. Um, Hooray. I'm going to have to, I mean, I don't know. I'm undecided about her fate. Um, <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. Go, go on with the story. Just go on with the story. That way we can get this into context. Okay. So, um, Lisa, she uh, she cut a woman's baby out of her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, performed this... a fucking impromptu out of a fucking hospital C-section to steal a baby. Yeah. This uh, The woman that she murdered was Bobby Jostinette. Um, She was 23 years old. Um, this happened in Missouri. Um, she, um, Lisa strangled Stanette from behind and then removed the unborn child who was, it was eight months, um, gestation at this point. So the child was near viable. Yeah. No viable. I mean, if you had the apparatus, but she wasn't in a hospital. Yeah. But the child survived. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Um, so, um, but anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because it just, it was very. Yeah, you want to talk like, about some fucking monsters? Yeah, like, like she what just like stood out fuck? to me. Like, um, she's scheduled for for lethal injection on January twelfth, which is less than a month away now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you cut the the unborn um, child out of someone, pretty sure you should get the fucking needle. If, just saying. If the execution stays, if it goes through, it should. If it does. She'd be the first female federal inmate in 70 years to be executed by the United States. Well, you know what? Hell of a restart, huh? That's a good fucking story to restart on. Um, Don't cut babies out of people. We are making an example of you. 
Yeah. That's a good example to make. I just, I have, the reason why I have such reservations about the death penalty in this case, though, I'm not saying this woman. What? She's fucked up in the head, okay? She's, she's got some serious mental deficiencies. Okay? Still cut the unborn child out of someone. I think you're missing the point. You can't see the forest for the trees here. I'm not saying that this woman isn't a horrible person, okay? I'm saying that she has a lot of mental issues. Well, you know what? Death. No. Death. No. Um, anyway, uh, some background on Lisa Montgomery. Um, she was raised in an abusive home. She was raped by her stepfather for many years. Stepdaddy. Um, she started drinking at a very young age. When she was 14, her mom found out that she was being raped. Um, but instead of doing anything about it, she threatened her with a gun to not tell anybody. Man, she's just getting all the fucking torn up childhood blocks, uh, huh? Checking she, all them um, boxes. She tried to escape by getting married at 18. Um, but that marriage was more abuse. Yeah, so more um, of the same. So she had four children... And then in 1990, she had a she got her tubes tied. So you know. So the the baby shops closed up. The, the babies. <laughs> well, yeah. You got me with that one. Um, that was good. She falsely claimed to be uh, pregnant several times after the procedure. It's very very unlikely to get pregnant after you have a your tubes tied. It's damn near impossible. And if it does if it does happen, you're your tubes are un- like, untied, and there's a serious fucking yeah, problem. You, you don't want that to happen. Um. So anyway, like, she found Bobby Joe Stinnett because she did um uh, dog breeding. So yeah. she was looking for a dog, or she was looking for a dog. Quote quotes. Um. So and she was she convinced her family that she like Lisa convinced her family that she was pregnant. Her her husband at the time had no idea that this was going on. Like, no idea whatsoever, which doesn't make sense to me because this is, you know, pre-COVID, so he could have gone to the doctor's appointments. <laughs> you know? This is in the before times. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, um, she, you know, cut the baby out. They found her, like, the next day in a tub watching because they, they issued an Amber, Amber Alert for the baby. But they found her and the baby in a tub watching the Amber Alert on TV. Wow. Fucking wow. Sitting there going, look, we're famous. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Um, It didn't, I mean, it didn't take long. I mean, yeah, they, they, she, she went to trial. She, they tried to argue that she was crazy, which obviously she is. She's, okay. Whatever her her mental deficiencies may be okay in order for a defense for you being batshit to be dismissed mm-hmm. right there are psychological evaluations that are done by more than one doctor so more than one fucking doctor said no she's not crazy she's just a monster so as crazy as this scenario is she is nothing but a monster. And she should be destroyed like a monster. How old is she at this point in time? Did she cut out the baby? No, like today. How old is she? Uh, well, oh, she's, she was born in 68, so she's 52. Yeah. And at the time of the incident, she was how old? At the time of the incident, she was... 36? Okay, so she was 36... Cut the baby out of a 25-year-old and is being executed at 56. No. 52. 52. 52. Sorry, fuck that up. I don't math good. Obviously, and I literally just said she was 52. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, um. yeah, she um. she's set to be executed next month, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, we, will, we will revisit this because I kind of want to see if it actually goes through. Um, because there's a lot of talk about, um, 
Trump still going through with these uh, scheduled executions, even though there's a presidential transition period. Yeah, the language. And yes, period. there is a transition period. There is no chance of Trump taking office unless he stages a coup. And if that happens, we're fucked. So we're moving to Sweden. Yes. I, you, good luck, America. I'm out. Fuck. It. It'll, it'll be Shit. wild because the whole border crossing thing will not be Americans going to Mexico. <laughs> um. Who am I kidding? We'll go to Canada. We blend in there. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Who are you um, talking to, Boudet? Sorry if we have any Canadian listeners. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so that sorry. Was, was that racist? I can't be racist. Well, it's not really a racist as much as it's anti-nationalists. I love Canada. Of their country. I don't think that's but true. Either way. Yeah. Canada, I salute you. Cha. So, um, and that was actually a little rabbit hole. That wasn't meant to be a full topic. Our next topic is the wonderful, thunderful Mr. Bob Birchtold. The, uh... So, this is another Netflix documentary. Yes, yes, another rabbit hole we fell down into uh, with Netflix. And did you know about this before? Or was this another one that I this about? This one I was familiar with. Okay. Because um, I ended up watching this <laughs> at my old job because, you know, didn't do anything there. Um, <laughs> Getting paid um, to watch Netflix. Yeah, I mean, literally. It was either that or watch the hookers on the street. So, so you know, yeah, yeah. whatevs. Them hookers. Them hookers. Um, anyway, so, abducted so, in plain First off, though, uh, you're not familiar with this, Charles, correct? Uh, at the moment, I don't know anything about her. The name or anything doesn't ring a bell. All right, so, yeah. Um, this will be fun. <laughs> um, well, first and foremost, after this, you need to go watch it. Probably will. Get, get on that Netflix. All I kept saying was "What the fuck?" Every time I was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah, this is this is a what the fuck story. Like, it is it it is unreal. Okay, it's the seventies. It's the seventies in Utah. Yeah. So. These are. Um, get get with your shit there. Yeah, these are Latter Day Saint. Um, Mormons. They're Mormons. They're not. They're not. They're not a division of. They're LDS. Um, yeah. Side note, I think Mormons are great. Okay. They're just they the nicest the ones people. That knock on your door? Yes. But a yes, lot of religions are. do that. But they yes, Mormons are, are are more notorious for it. Um, however, I will say Mormons are some of the nicest people you will ever meet in your entire life. This, I worked this for Mormons. Is true. I've never I've never met a shitty Mormon. I've never met a mean Mormon. This is true, but when they knock on your door every day about the same time. Well, no, if you tell them that you're not interested, they will go away and they won't come back. Yeah, so the key is so to open it might the door. be different Mormons that are knocking on your door, um, which is totally different. But I will say that every Mormon I've ever met has always been like the nicest person, and and to put that that particular activity in perspective, that's that's it's I don't know if it's referred to specifically as a pilgrimage, but it's to take the word of God to those that may not have it. It's it's like part of their yeah they have their to do thing. like a, it's like a requirement. You have to do like a two year. Yes. Mission trip. It's like a mission trip. There you go. That's it. Um, and it can be like different. Like I knew, like some of the people I worked for, like they did theirs in Brazil. One of them did. Yeah, there's no, there's no specification on where you do it. Like, well, and you don't have a choice in it. Like, there's like a committee that like comes together and they send you your assignment. Oh, really? Yes, it's a real thing. I did not know that. Yeah. I have learned something today about Mormonism. Okay. I worked for Mormons. I'm. Fair enough. I asked questions because it always got me so curious. And they have gotten more progressive over the years, by the way. Um, homosexuals cannot hold posi- high positions in the church, but they can be a part of the church still, which is far cry from what it used to be. So This is very true. Just putting that out there. Um, we're slowly getting better here. Yeah. yeah slowly. Yeah. Slowly but surely. If, except when we elect a fucking Down syndrome fucking orange, but let's not get there. Actually, that's kind of insulting to Down syndrome people. So, fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So anyway, um, abducted in plain sight is the name of the documentary yes. that we watched. Um. Let's let's preface this with this is an abnormally trusting and naive family. I I'm not excusing the stuff that they did because there's a lot of faults with the family as well, 
but I will say it's it's an abnormally trusting family. It's it's weird. Yeah. They, this isn't like oh because they're Mormon they're they're this naive. No, this is a particularly naive family. This is off topic, but like, would you say like all kind of like you know troubled murders would go back to the start of life? Um, that's that's part of that argument of nature versus nurture. In that, is it is it how you were raised that makes you who you are, or is it part of your DNA? Um, personally, I believe in both. I, I think there's there are proclivities for certain things. Like there are a lot of things that I do, like my dad, that just I inadvertently do. It's not something I specifically learned from him, but it's it's something that I just do. So I, I think there's a little bit of both in that. But, I mean, obviously there are things that could happen in your childhood that can make you very susceptible to becoming a monster. You know, like, if your fucking dad owns a fucking slaughterhouse and he's having you fucking pin cows in the forehead when you're four years old, you're going to be a little fucked up, you know? <laughs> but, um, that's, it, it, to my knowledge, that is not the case with this particular story. But, Bob Birchtold is, he's a con man that goes real dark, in my opinion. That's kind of how he this He reminds me of this most cult leaders. Yeah, he is very, very cult leader-ish, but he decided to just focus on one thing as opposed to building, you know, a Jim Jones type of thing. Yeah. Trigger warning, it does involve sexual abuse. Yes, this is this and... is true. If that's one of your triggers, you might want to you might want to skip this episode. Yeah, and it's a child predator sort of thing. So, um, he he's a fucking monster. Yeah, he's a psychologically and physically manipulative fucking monster. So, the Birch told, well, no, this is the Brobergs. The Brobergs, yeah, the the Brobergs are the victims. Um, the Birch tolds are Bob Birch told is the one that actually commits the crime. His wife is kind of. A non-starter. She like, knows though. Like she knows what's going on, but she doesn't do well, anything. And I think it's just because like she's so like she's feels she's invested in in what they yeah. have and doesn't want to screw but with it. But you also got to think like in the like especially in this time frame, um, the Mormon Church was very very strict about divorce too. So I don't think it was something that she had. Yeah, I don't think it was really I think an she option. Just went along with what he did because she couldn't get away. She couldn't escape. Yeah. So. Um. So. This is the seventies. The the Brobergs, um, you know, they they live in this house. The Birch Tolds move in next door. Um, so all the um, Bert, all the Broberg kids. There's three girls. They're sisters, you know. Um, and their names are. Um, Jan, I know. Ugh. Another second word. I, Ivy doesn't know a thing. Um, Jan is the the victim in this, and not um, receiving the bird at the moment. But um, Jan is the victim in this, and there are two other daughters that that Bob doesn't really. Jan is the important. Pay one, attention so it doesn't to. Really yeah, Jan's, Jan's the important one. Jan's the oldest, and she has two sisters. That's all that you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Her parents' names are Bob and Marianne. So. And they do come into play. They do because. <laughs> God bless. God bless. Um, so the girls all end up calling Birch Told, Bob Birch Told B. That's their little affectionate nickname for him. Yeah, he becomes a, a, a very prominent friend of the family, um, like at all their events, um, comes over randomly and just kind of does stuff with them and all um, these things. And so they had no idea at the time that Birch Told was literally just getting close to the Broberg family because he was obsessed with Jan. The twelve-year-old little girl, completely obsessed with this girl. Like, got her like little outfits and like took pictures of her in like risque positions and like all this. He thought horrid they were predator shit. To be together. Oh God, what a fucking piece of shit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um. So, I'll say this: first abduction. Okay. There are multiple. Yeah. More than one. On October 17th, 1974, is the first abduction. Um, so, um, Birch told asked Jan's mother um, if he could take her horseback riding. Um, just Jan, though. Fuck yeah. the other two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to take Jan. At first, her mom was like, no, it's a school night. And then eventually agreed because Bob, Birch told, was a very, very... Um, Convincing. Yeah, correctly. incredibly persuasive. 
Um, and uh, so they were like, sure, why not? Um, as soon as Jan got in the car with Birch told, um, he drugged her. Dun, dun, dun! It doesn't say what they dr- he drugged her with. Probably like Benadryl or something. I think I think in the documentary it says Benadryl. Yeah, but they're not sure because he said well, he, yeah, he said he gave her a pill. pill yeah, an allergy pill. Yeah. But we don't know what it was. Um, anyway, could have been roofies, bro. We fucking know. Could have. It was the 70s. This is true. No Crosby 2.0. Oh! Deep cut! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least Bill Cosby went for older. Did you just say at least Bill Cosby? He and her in, child. In, uh, continue. Uh, it sounds really insensitive, but I have there's a special place in hell for people who hurt children. So Yeah, true, but there's also a special I'm place in hell for people that rape. I agree with you. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that, you know, he didn't harm a child. So. Um, anyway, moving on. Move it on with the pudding pop. Um, just, hey, go ahead and take this pill and I'll give you a pudding pop. It's not going to be the one you think. So, <laughs> so he, uh, <laughs> he staged what it looked like that they got kidnapped out of the car that they were in. And then he takes her to this uh, RV. Yeah. And yeah, he like smashed the windows out of the car and shit, and like to make it look like they were a yeah. Good. Okay, so he takes her to this RV, and then she's still knocked out, but she wakes up, and then all of a sudden this tape recorder starts playing about these aliens that have have, have abducted her, and I'm saying these with air quotes again, um, saying that she needs to have a baby before her 16th birthday. And if she doesn't... Specifically with Birchtoll. Yes. Well, no, no, no. They didn't say with Birchtoll. She said she had to have a baby and that it needed to be a male companion that she was comfortable with. No, no, no. No, it, it did not it say It needed it to be Birchtoll. her male companion. No. It and then no. Bob said he That's was not. given the mission too. Yeah. Bob said he was given the mission, but he wasn't the... Per- it didn't say that Bob was the person that she had to have the baby Oh, with. Jesus. Watch the documentary. You'll see that I'm right. Anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna rewatch this later. I'm gonna give you the "I told you so" your lifetime. Continue with the story. We'll see. <laughs> um, so, like, so if she doesn't complete this mission by the, her 16th birthday, then the aliens are gonna go abduct her little sister and make her complete the mission of having a baby. So he's bringing this psychological manipulation yeah. of "you love your sister, so do this thing that I want you to do." And again, this is this is so virtual behind all this shit. So, yeah, so she thought like she didn't want anything to happen to her sisters so she basically you know agreed to have sex with first old yeah and at 12 years old you can't give consent no not a thing not a thing at all Um, so they're in this rv tapes are playing um she wakes up and bob quote wakes up Mm -hmm. uh as she thinks and then they encounter each other and exchange information. And Bob says, of course, I was given the mission too. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're doing. So now we're going to ride around in a fucking RV and fuck. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but then after this, they go to Mexico and get married. Do you think it's weird when pedophiles have sex because all the teddy bears are staring at them on the bed? Shut up. There were no <laughs> teddy bears in this case because they were in an RV. There might have been teddy bears. There wasn't. You don't know that. <laughs> and I feel weird talking about it like that, so let's not do that. <laughs> um, I've made Ivy incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so they went to Mexico and they got married because in Mexico you can get married at twelve years old. Did you know that? I did not know that. You can That's get married crazy. at twelve years old in Mexico. So they got married in Mexico. Um, is there at least parent consent required? No. Mm-mm. No, you could just get married at twelve in Mexico. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, Birchtold wanted to go back to the United States, but needed the Broberg family to agree to the marriage so they could cross the border so he wouldn't get arrested. Um, the Broberg family was like, hell no. Yeah. Um, and then they flew to Mexico and got their daughter. Um, and then Birchtold was charged with kidnapping after returning to the U.S. Now, like, somehow... Birchtold got a hold of Jan and convinced her to convince her family to basically drop the charges, saying that it was nothing that... Now, a little bit of background on this. And she also was convinced that she was in love with Birchtold and was supposed to be with him. So he brainwashed her into thinking that 
she was supposed to be with this middle-aged man at 12 years old. Yeah. Well, it also to put into this, um, Jan's mother had already had a sexual affair with Birchdall. No, this was this happened after. Oh, is this pre? No, this happened after the kidnap first kidnapping. Oh, okay. Well, then we're not there yet. I'm putting the cart before the horse. My bad. Sorry. Um. So. They. I don't math. Dates are numbers. So there Jan we go. still talked to Bob and wrote letters to him and blah blah blah. Um. Did he live still next door to him after everything happened? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he 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 got out once the charges were dropped and went right back to fucking business as usual. Yeah. Um. He put the um. The tape recorder with the message from the aliens back in Jan's room and that she she still believed that she had to do this mission so um, yeah uh, he kept raping her um, yep so then yep. the bro the Brobergs their home life declined obviously because whatever so Marianne was like oh let me just fuck the guy that kidnapped my daughter um, yeah this is a thing at last it lasted for a year. Um, Fucking the mom yeah. and the daughter. So Probably on the same day. Mind you, the kidnapping charges were still in play at this point, right? But um, Birch told wife used the affair to blackmail the Brobergs um, to um, lessening the charges. So yeah. he got um, sentenced to serve five years in jail. Um, that got reduced to 45 days. It did, wasn't he remanded to therapy? It doesn't say. I don't think he... What, he says he went to therapy. That that comes into play in a minute. Let me, let me get to it, though. Yeah. Um. However, it was later dropped to 45 days, but overall, he only spent... He ended up spending 10 days in jail altogether. How do you go from five years to 45 days to 10 days? The judicial system's always been fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a broken period. system, man. Um, so, Birchtold says that he is, uh, in therapy, and his therapist told him that he needs to sleep in the same bed as Jan. Tells the parents this. That his therapist said, I've got to sleep in the same bed with your daughter. Yeah. Ain't no therapist in the right mind will say that to somebody. You don't say! (laughs) And this is where we get into the point where, yeah. Naivety. Yeah. Like all, almost willful ignorance here. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So November nineteen seventy six, Jan is kidnapped again. Again, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob there's Herschel. an again in the kidnapping story that we are talking about right now. How old was she when she got kidnapped the second time? Was she still twelve, or did she make? So she was fourteen. This was in seventy six. Okay. Yes. Fourteen. Um. So. Yeah, she back with Birch told, but then Birch told um, enrolled her in an all girls school in Pasadena. Birch told enrolled his neighbor's daughter in a private all girls school. Yeah. Do you see? Do you see where there are serious fucking disconnects in this story? Somebody either got paid off for the law wasn't in the right place. Exactly. Like, given this is in the seventies and shit was a lot more lax because, I mean, really there. <sighs> The way that we are now with checking identities and and things of that sort evolved from shit happening bad. It wasn't something that evolved organically and, oh, we should do this thing. It's someone fucked this up, so let's fix this thing. So, like, enrolling a child now, enrolling someone else's child now is is fucking impossible. Mm -hmm. Well, not impossible, but very, very hard. And back then it was obviously this fucking simple. Which is that part of the story, even though yeah. I understand the time frame, is still wild to me. Blackmailing on Birch Told's part because Birch Told also had a sexual experience with Jan's dad. Oh, he swing both. Yeah, ways. fucking the whole family. Yeah. Oh Lord, no. It's a, it's a literal family affair. Bob uh-huh. Birch Told, fun for the whole family. Um. So anyway, they how that how that worked out. By the way, um, in uh. Jan's dad's own words was he and Bob were in a car at one point um, and Bob was saying he was very tense and that he needed a release right 
So Jan's dad jacked him off in the car. This is an audio medium, Charles. I need you to voice those faces you're making. <laughs> yeah, that won't be happening. Like, how do you go, oh, I need a release. Can you jack me off? Like, in the car, two dudes, that's a big... I like that. You just keep that to yourself. You just don't even mention it. Well, it was all part of Bob's plan, though. To what? Mess the whole family and get on the new side? He wanted... He yes! Was, yeah. I mean, essentially... Um, so the CIA kept surveillance on Bob Burtstold because obviously. Yeah. I mean, you're a person um, of interest so, at this point. I mean, he told, like, Bob told Jan, like, if anybody ever came looking for, they were the bad guys and she needed to run away from them. Um, so. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. At this point, he's done messed with the dad, the mom. Well, he convinced the school of this, too. And he's still not in jail. Yeah, but he convinced the school of this, too. So the school was convinced. Um. Oh no no no! The FBI was keeping surveillance. He told the school that he was part of the CIA, and that if anybody was looking for her, that they were the bad guys, and to not yeah. give them any information. Okay, that's a so he got the, job. So they're gonna want to. They either gonna ask for your ID, or they're gonna. This is the seventies. Yeah. This again. This is seventies. Where it's like I'm a CIA agent. Oh well, shit. Of course you are. So the FBI finally infiltrated and was able to find out that Jam was at the school. And they got her home and charged Birch told with kidnapping. Again. <laughs> um, so um while in jail, um, Birch told convinced two guys that he would pay them a thousand dollars to burn down the Broberg's floral shop, which they did. Um, and then the Birch the Broberg's um feared for their lives, obviously, because, you know. You don't say. He was convincing people from jail to. How long did he get sentenced the second time? Um. So. Birch told was then brought to trial again for first degree kidnapping was but was not convicted. Yeah. Instead, he was sentenced to a mental facility in 1997. He was released six months later. Yeah. So six months for your second kidnapping, in a mental institution, not a prison. Twenty three years after. Yeah. This happened. Um, so Jan was so brainwashed that she was convinced that she was not going to complete the mission of getting, you know, pregnant before she turned 16. So she turned 16. She she wasn't pregnant, but then nothing, nothing happened. happened to her sisters either. So she finally realized that yeah, the aliens th- weren't that the real was bullshit. And then, you know, she, she got, I mean, she got help that she needed. She went to therapy. Which well, she's now a, um, a motivational speaker now, yeah. Yeah, she wrote a book and everything about her experience, and um, if, like she if, wrote if, the book, and then Birch told found out about the book, and then tried to sue her for libel. Yeah, it? yeah, tried and, to sue her for fucking libel, saying that that he made her look bad. Yeah, and uh, or she made him look bad. And um, so like they went to court and everything, and. Um, he got like charged with stalking or something like that. Yes, yes, he and did. he was going to go to jail this time, right? And then he found out he was going to jail, and he couldn't handle it, so he killed himself. Yeah. So ultimately, I mean, the man never really gets the justice that he deserves. It's like it's it's fucking I terrible. How the, like after years of that kind of abuse, she overcame it, even though she was going to therapy. She's got lots of money from it now. We, I mean, that's one of the reasons she's a motivational speaker. Is like, look, you know, all this shit happened to me, but there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You can you can become you again, or you can become a new normal, basically. Yeah. Um. She's very like eloquent. Like if you watch the documentary, like she's she's I mean, revisited the story she, enough that yeah. she can she can retell it without without I mean, completely she's, breaking she's still down. Is emotional about it, but like at the same time, like if you watch it, like she's she's very open about it. So I think she had that intense therapy that she needed and it helped her because like now like just she's she she's not normal herself. now but she's she's about as as normal as you're gonna get after some shit like that but i mean still it's it's a fucking another story of what in the actual fuck it's mm-hmm. it's truly a fucking insane tale that i mean sounds like someone wrote it it's just it's wild but uh, yeah, that's that's been our episode on uh, 
Chris Watts and uh, Bob Birchtold with special rabbit hole for um, what's her name, Lisa Montgomery. Lisa Montgomery. Yes. So um, again, we will revisit that because you know executions in less than four weeks. So yeah, well, we'll be back there. It'll be it'll be a thing in the middle. Um, but uh, yeah. So fun times. Um, as usual, uh, hit us up on the fear no evil podcast at gmail.com with suggestions, uh, comments, you know, hate address the hate to me. Um, and I highly encourage you watch these two Netflix documentaries. They are very, very interesting and it, um, uh, gets, pulls everything together and, and, and you really get the, the full picture. I mean, we've, we've pretty much given you everything, but, uh, it's still, they're definitely worth a watch. So uh, check those out, and uh, we will see you next time.